This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. Hi, I'm Brian Fenster. Um, I've been a software developer for over 20 years, and um, I know from a personal experience that continuous delivery makes developers' lives better, and I'm on a mission to help every developer live better lives, and I think everyone else should be too. So I really think people should dig into understanding what continuous delivery is, how to get it from idea to end user and get feedback as rapidly as possible, to increase the quality and allow people to sleep better at night, especially developers. I've carried a pager for a long time, Nobody should wake up in the middle of the night. CD allows us to sleep. This is a continuing episode with Brian Finster about contract testing. On episode 122 is when we kicked off this series. Go to the show archive to find it. There's the team that's perfect at test automation, but not doing contract testing. Another thing that might be happening is uh, some of their tests run really slow because they're not taking advantage of, of testing against a virtual client, or if you're on the clients, uh, on, the, on the consumer side, you're not testing against a virtual service. Now you said two things that kind of, they're, they're in conflict with each other, which is they're perfect to test automation, and yet they have all these giant problems. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Slow, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly I mean, slow have, test automation. <laughs> they have test automation, but it's not as engineered as it could be. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's I fair. Mean, and, and, and this is something I, that people, they don't give this enough thought. Testing is harder than the application code. It requires just as much engineering to get it done. And it's a skill. It's not something you offload to somebody else who went to school just to test, and they're like a lower-paid, lower-grade person. You have to be a good software engineer to test well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, people who don't believe that end up with test code with a lot of debt, and then it kicks them in the butt later. Either it's hard to uh, keep, it's hard to maintain, it's not maintainable, or it's, they're, they're living with a bunch of slow tests because they're taking shortcuts or something. Or at worst, I don't trust it. Yeah, they've invested all this money in a test suite that they like. Well, it failed, but it always fails. So I'm going to go ahead and do a production, and this time it failed for real, <laughs> <laughs> right? And if you don't test your trust your test suite, yeah. uh, there's the, that the, you have to fix that. Yeah. Getting a a set of tests that you trust. If you have to delete fifty percent of your tests, but you trust the other fifty percent, <laughs> that is what you do because you have to trust your tests, and then you start. Adding in trust you do trust, you have to get rid of tests you don't trust. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's something wrong with those tests, and you need to fix that by yeah. getting it out of the way or whatever. I don't know what the problem is, but fix the problem. Yeah, I mean, you you pull them out of the pipeline, you 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 make them an external flow, and then start doing root cause analysis. Right. And you know, do I do I take this and remove the state from it, move it further left? How, you know, how do I get it closer to the point of creation of defect creation, which is keyboard, right? <laughs> uh, that's where defects are created as keyboard. What? So the faster, the, the closer we can get to detection to keyboard, the better it is. Nice, yeah. But if I can't figure out a way to fix it, then it's just cost me money existing. Delete it. I don't trust it. I can't fix it, so I delete it. Yeah. Yeah, we've taken tests offline that were not serving us. 
And uh, yeah. we've fixed, like you said, we did root cause analysis on some things and we made them useful again. And then some things just weren't useful, no matter, you know, the odds were, weren't high that they would ever break for, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I've done that before. I've had, uh, you know, we were, we were gifted with offshore test automators, which is uh, an excellent way to reduce software quality. <laughs> and uh, Sorry, you, offshore. You know, this, well, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not even offshore. It's yeah. external test teams reduce quality. Yeah. You can go read that and accelerate. The data's there. But we, you know, this is, in, at that time, in, in, this, on, in this area, you know, previous job, we were working on learning how to test. And so that was the only testing we had. But we very quickly eclipsed them in testing to the point where they were causing us to, to fail and we had to move them out because their tests, we couldn't, they just weren't good tests. They lost the ability to adapt. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that too. In-house as well as offshore <laughs> or out of house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, me too. And it, it doesn't really matter if someone's, if the testing isn't happening as part of development, it's not going to be as effective. Right. Okay. So now you're touching on the point why out of house or it happens to be tends to have this problem is because it's further away from hands-on keyboard development or it's done in a transactional situation where, hey, go give us a bunch of code coverage, deliver, you know, go cut test these features and then deliver us these tests sometime in the future. And and so they just drop it on you. Yeah, and, and I know this is drifting a little bit past the scope of you know, contract testing, but the reason that we do agile delivery is because either the requirements are wrong or we misunderstood them or they change before we get delivered. And so we have to, we're building a system of delivery to mitigate the problem. We need to get it out to the end user as fast as possible to find out which one of those three things is true. And if any of one of those three things is true, if I have two teams delivering against that set of requirements, I have twice the failure surface area. Because let's say the requirements are wrong and they're misunderstood, but this team rec- implements the requirements, the wrong requirements correctly, and the other team implements a misunderstood version of those wrong requirements, right? And there's no magical fairy that makes testing teams more correct than development teams. They're both coding. Right. Right? It's still software. And if it's manual testing, it's just really expensive software. And so if it's, you have to bring those two together, you just can't do it separately because one of them is going to make a mistake. It's just like reports. If I have two reports reporting the same thing, one of them's wrong. Interesting. All right. Interesting. No, that's an interesting frame. I never, yeah. Wouldn't it be great to develop new features with zero bugs? Deployment to production day doesn't have to be stressful. With some changes, it can be relaxing and just another day at the office. Are you a developer who has heard of test-driven development, but you haven't figured out how to apply it at work? If you have 90 minutes for a live over the web class, go to TDD Academy and sign up for my hands-on test-driven development coding dojo tdd academy next episode brian finster and i peel back the layers of the onion of contract testing i'll talk about managing dependencies in a cd pipeline 
Yeah, I rail against SAFE quite a bit, Scaled Agile Framework, because the way that you manage dependencies is SAFE with this process. You get on a release train and make sure all the dependencies go together. You code around dependencies. Okay, uh, I, and one of my favorite things to talk to people about is, okay, so let's say I'm coding, I'm, I'm working on the front end and you're working on the back end. So number one, the very first thing we do is we establish a contract and we deploy our tests against that contract. We, we test the interface first to make sure with a dummy data that we can talk to each other because that's the riskiest thing we do, okay? And then I will build feature flags around whether or not the contract's implemented or not.